before that hack happened. And I'm glad you asked that question, you know, because that's the security is a big part of it. You know, uh, people have to be secure in, in this space for sure. Z Megan, how you doing this weekend? How you feeling? How you feeling uh, after the AMA and, and what you feeling like moving forward? I mean, every time we have an AMA out here, man, it's always it gets me more hyped about the game. Just, you know, it always just brings back that that win question. When can I get my hands on this? Because I'm excited to play as a gamer, right? Right. But it's it's good to hear from the guy who's actually going to be on the team developing it, what his thoughts are on the game. And it, it, it shed a lot of light to me um, to help clear some things up. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I liked it. We got a lot of alpha in there. Vita G, how you feeling, man? How you feeling this weekend? Well, thank you. I uh, had some, some tech issues this morning, but I think I got it resolved. So I'm here. I'm present. I'm excited. Um, you know, as you, as you brought up, I think there was just a lot in that AMA, more than I was expecting, honestly. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty hyped and I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Yep. Yeah. And Benzaga, our tech wizard, he, he knows it all. He, he Actually, kind of, kind of the anchor, the rock, the foundation of the podcast, man. I appreciate you. We appreciate everything you do to get us going. How are you feeling today, this weekend? Super fired up. Got a lot of a uh, lot of things going on. I'm excited about the project and still 100% bullish. Yep. So, like I said, so like I said, everyone knows we had a very good AMA on Thursday. Um, I th I'm, I'm glad we had about a couple of days to process. And a quick shout out to Joyfriend from the Wardens of, Wardens of Messina for that Medium article, that summary write-up came out immediately for people that don't have the time to listen to the whole AMA, uh, was able to get that quick summary. So quick shout out to her and, and, and all the guilds. But I, one of the more important things and a theme that keeps coming up at the AMAs and things that we talk about and speculate about is purity and divinity. You know, uh, when it comes to buying the primes, we want to know what type of function purity and divinity has in the game. And I think they reviewed that, and I'm sure, I'm sure they reviewed that in all the AMAs. And in this past one, we kind of went over it again. Um, Vita G, Z Macon, anyone, what do you guys think about what they said about the purity and divinity and, and how that functionality is going to relate to the game? That the um, the divinity he just completely reiterated the fact that um, your divinity is going to be a lot more to do with the fighting, right? Because he specifically said the um, the stronger divinities are going to be higher battle mechanics in the auto battler that they have coming up. Um, so that that kind of helps judge people or give people a better judgment of what they should be picking up on open seas for those of us that are still trying to go our stable you know not everybody's got a full family like Benzago over here so there's <laughs> some of us still on the hunt but um it, it definitely helped reiterate the fact that when you are going for someone that's going to be a battler like depending on your gameplay style divinity is going to be the thing that you're looking for right and then if you're someone who's out there going to be breeding and that want, you want that to be your your mechanism for trying to you know potentially earn money in this game you would want to go for the higher purities because he specifically said um, a lot of stuff about purity driving mm -hmm. your 
offspring. So right. uh, that, that, that helped clear quite a bit of stuff up on that aspect for me. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it really helps focus what you want to get depending on what kind of gamer you are or how you're looking at this entire Champions Ascension project. Right, right. I think we, we should keep in mind, too, that the divinities, and I, they've said it plenty of times, something I always keep in the back of my mind, is those won't get passed down. So Prime Eternals have the divinity traits. We will never see them again. You know, right. I, I think that brings up a lot of applications. And I love it, too, man, because now you really get to see the value of certain champions, right? Like, I want if I get a D, D3 with a Purity 3, guess what? That's going to be, that might be a stronger champion, right? Because especially if they have the same essence, right? Like, for instance, 3D and they have three purity and it's all in lines with death, right? It's going to make that champion much more powerful. Uh-huh. Right, right. So then in a sense, it's how many purity that matches up with the essence. And that's also divinity. It'll be powerful in the arena. And then the other thing to keep in mind is the, uh, the other mini games. It's like, how does the divinity and purity come into play? Give your prime an advantage when it comes to all the other games they're going to build out within Messina, within the metaverse. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was um, about to say was, I, I, like, everybody's focus right now is on the Colosseum and on the combat and, and how purity and divinity affects that. But, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, how is it going to affect, like, all of these other mini games that I, I think that they're planning to um, launch around, around the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, and then when the pets come, right? And uh, by the dip was just talking about that at the top of the show. It's like when these pets come, first of all, it's going to be big. I think that's going to be uh, just just cause a lot of excitement in the discord in the community. But the games with the pets and how the pets help out with, with other functalities inside of these games. So that'll also be exciting. Yeah, they're yeah, saying it was that. Kind of... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was, I tried to ask some questions with, I put a post on the wrong channel, but, um, I wanted to ask them if they were going to have any kind of purity or divinity on the pets. That's not something that anything's been tackled, right? But if they have it on the champions, what, I mean, obviously probably not divinity, but what about the purity for the, mm-hmm. for the pets? Is that going to be something? Rarity traits, right? And I'm sure I, I kind of yep. ask that too. Look, prime minds think alike. Look, I kind of ask that too is, okay, they're all going to be airdropped randomly. So that means will some people get randomly airdropped more rare pets that are going to be just better, have better function in the game, you know, to, to help you do certain tasks or, you know, or are, will they all be the same? So I, I bet they're working that out now. But yeah, by the difference. Well, that and, that? Oh, go ahead. I'll say that and just touching on that, they, they still have that one pet that for, you know, the people that, bought in early just they haven't told anybody right like they uh, said one of the builders or the founders perks was going to be getting an extra pet that they haven't they haven't put out there yet so you know it's true my tinglers tinglers going what's that going to be how rare is that going to be compared to the rest yeah and the other thing they mentioned was that the pets would do some kind of passive like um generation of of like materials or something you know so like for example like one pet might be, you know, be able to generate like iron ore or something, and another pet might be able to gather wood, you know, or, or something like that. Uh-huh. So yeah, like, that's so like passively generating materials for you. 
Yeah, and then and then we heard, you know, that's also, and I think we kind of realized it or heard it before, but yeah, the the primes, the prime eternals, we can stake them and get the the Messina token to buy the land, but then they're also the ones that can do the building and and do the other things we need to to, to build out the game and develop on the land itself, and the pets will help with that. So for one, the divinity and purity, maybe the purity over the divinity, I'm not sure, will help be more, um, you know, help with that function of developing on the land or mining, things like that. But then the pets will also help. So we'll, we'll see how that works together. And they say they would even be able to gather resources for us to build certain armor in our forges, right? Like, for example, like um, Benzaga, I just uploaded the new Cramster, which looks so freaking cool, man. He is all armored out, right? Like maybe some of these pets, um, the Cramster, right, is good at finding uh, like, uh, like, say, essence or whatever maybe there's essence buried in the ground and that helps you in a part of taking the forge right so it's really interesting and adds another utility that's what i love about it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. cramster looks like a badass huh mm -hmm. are you running it i wish i had the youtube up i don't oh, yeah, i'm gonna get yeah. it up next I time threw that the, the april fools <laughs> image of the cramster with his armor and his, his big old sword all decked out <laughs> That would yeah, be fun. So cool. I like that um, joke. That would have been fun. I, I, I do um I did want to jump in here is um Tom repeatedly yeah. anytime we would talk about divinity, he would he would say, Yeah, but your essence. Um and so I don't think that there actually has been as much conversation about essence as the potential importance that we could see from what Tom was saying. Um Mm -hmm. we, might, we might be going a little bit back in the chat, but I feel like that hasn't really, like people haven't really gravitated towards that that much that I have seen. Um, right. He repeatedly came back. Anytime it was like, let's talk about divinity. He's like, okay, yeah, but also essence. Yeah, he was like, I, well, I'm thinking. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, he was like, uh, you know, if, you, if you're like death essence and someone's coming at you with like a life essence ability, then it, it, it might over overpower the divinity or whatever right yeah in terms of the matchups yes so that's where he's like more strategic so I, i'm wondering you know if if you have a group of them or different essences you can choose who's going to fight based on who you think you'll be facing so uh more of like a chess move but but yeah you know the the circular way the paper rock paper scissors way of fighting um depending on which one you have what their essence is and he did sneak in a part in there about the actual characteristic of the essence. And I went back and listened a couple times, and I kind of wrote down the quote, but I'm missing it right now. But I know that he um, said about the actual essence of the certain char characteristic will come into play as well. And that's something I kind of brought up last week and speculated and thought about. So if, if you have, even if you don't have purity, a high level of purity... And if you say, for instance, you're, you're a death essence, <clears throat> but you have an arcane divine tail, maybe that will help you fight the life essence a little bit better. I think he kind of alluded to that fact. Yeah, he was talking about the rock, paper, scissors, right? Which is life beats death, um, death beats arcane, and arcane beats life. Mm -hmm. And the characteristics themselves, if you have an arcane tail as a death essence, I think, in speculation, and we're going to speculate here, everybody, 
is maybe you'll have a better chance against a, a life essence if, you, if you're a death with some arcane herbs in that case. But that's my guess. Right, and definitely it's going to come to play in auto-battling, too. They did make that announcement about the auto-battling. Yeah. I like that. I'm ready for it. Yeah, and, and when it comes to that, I mean, I think a lot of people, and I don't want to get too far off subject, but a lot of people are asking when this, when that. Uh, if we're looking at the, uh, the roadmap, ouch, I, 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 it looks like we're still on track. Like, there's no reason to ask when yet at this point. Right, so. Yeah, I wanted look, to mention mm-hmm. something about that actually go ahead mm-hmm. um so uh, you know like you know i'm sure the community knows i'm just kind of like going ham as far as trying to support the project and um even the things that i'm doing like i'm doing like simple little apps or simple you know little websites and things like that and it, stuff just takes time it's like it, you know I, I wanted things done yesterday or the day before but it's like the process just takes time and it's it's out of their hands sometimes you've just got to go with like Hey, it's, it's here when it's here, you know, that's a hundred percent true. And it's, you, you'd rather have them get it right instead of, and I think they, they even talked about this in the AMA instead of having something go bad and and have to pull it back and, and clean it up and, you know, start from square one. Like let's, let's get it as right as possible when it first uh, gets released and comes out. Right. And I think it's so helpful that they're learning from so, so many other projects that are having hiccups along the way. Right. Because we are still in a very this is a very new industry. You know, um, NFT space is very new and a project that has been around for, like, say, more than six months is like six years in our time. Right. So um, the biggest thing for me is they said, hey, li- listen, guys, we're a U.S. company. Right. Our white paper has to fall in guidelines and has to be able to cooperate with that because one day nft is going to be regulated just like the crypto space is going to be regulated so is the nft is going to be regulated they're going to look at these things as securities right um and they're going to try regular because there's a lot of money going into it as we see yeah i think you know look well okay a couple things here first of all let's i forgot to say this this the podcast, every podcast, none of it will be financial advice, right? That's all, you know, agreed upon. But with that, I think some of that is going in through court, and we're not going to get too deep into this, but it could be securities, it could be property, uh, it, could, it could be looked at a lot of different things, and I think they're hammering that out right now, which the reason why the white paper, white paper might be taking time is because that's not all the way processed through the courts yet, which is kind of happening in real time as we're speaking, so... Right, right. Either way, it's the future. Technology is the future. The courts, the system, the government, all the above Mm -hmm. can't really hold up or slow down technology. It's going to happen anyway. Right. Oh, right. But go ahead with that thought. Yeah. No. Yeah. um, Um. Like I said, we're we're not even regulated yet, and that's going to come. And and the thing is, people like oh, they think it's a bad thing. Regulation is a good thing. That means mass adoption. So when we hear regulations, when we hear, you know, like even with crypto right now, as you're saying, you know, U.S. is starting to take steps and all this to to look into what um, El Salvador is doing and how their experiment with Bitcoin is working. Right. Same thing's going to happen for NFTs. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And exactly what you're saying is like once it's regulated, nobody really needs to know how the blockchain works, how all the laws and everything works when it comes to playing the game. You just want to click the app you know, click your mouse and play the damn game. So I think all that's being ironed out. 
All right, we're going to get back on track here. We'll go ahead, and then we're going to keep, keep going. Just to... One thing. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's another thing where Jam City has an advantage in this, right? They are a U.S.-based company, but they are a global company. They have development studios in multiple different countries, right? So this is not their first rodeo on different, uh, you know, different regulations in the way that different countries operate. Um, and so I think that that's just another advantage to us in this project is that our our developers are well versed in this. They're not a startup who has to figure all of this out, you know, from the ground level. Right. What else? One more thing before we move on. Yeah, I was just going to say, roll it back a little bit with the uh, the fact that we still do have, you know, six to seven plus months until they're going to be dropping stuff. Is we have all of that time to see what happens in between now and then that they can tweak the game before they come out with it, right? That gives us an advantage for any other stuff like what happened to Axie to be able to pre-adjust mm -hmm. before they release the game. So that even though we're all like win, 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 like it, it is to our advantage to wait to see how the shoe drops, right, and see what we can do. That's true. In reaction, if you know, and and if you think about this, I'm gonna say this last part. We're gonna uh, move on, but if you think about this game as long term or even medium term not such short term if you're not so desperate for liquidity but believe in uh the final product of what this game can be then you're not you don't need to ask all those when questions uh so i just wish patience on a lot of people right if, if, if you have a vision if, if uh if you have um some inspiration to support a project you should you know maybe stick in there don't buy high and sell low like you know so, again, not financial advice, but look, we had a very eventful, very full of alpha AMA. Like I said, I think a lot of people weren't expecting all the alpha that came out. I know I wasn't. I don't think we were. Um, but, like, again, four things we determined really stood out, right? We just talked about some purity and divinity. Um, a lot of that was a little bit of rehash. But these next three things were new very big issues guys the developer said that we us the player the free-to-play people and eventually the millions of people playing this game are going to be the maestros running around playing the game uh doing mini games uh maybe stopping in at the bar having a drink in, in, in messina going to the coliseum being played as the maestros yeah we're holding the prime eternals but will we be playing most of the game as the maestros? Uh, what do you guys think about that? Um, is some feedback on that, how that hits you, and, and how you feel in the game will, uh, what will look like when we're running around as the maestros? I would say at first I was unsure about that, right? It was kind of like, whoa, wait. Um, but the more that I thought about the mechanics of the game would actually work, the more this makes sense to me, um, particularly as you're looking in the future when they're going to have this free-to-play component, right? Um, because if you're running around as the maestro and then you're, say, entering into some sort of smart contract, right? Remember, this is a blockchain game. So then if you're entering into a smart contract like an arena fight or like an um, exploration of a dangerous environment, um, you can then select which one of your NFTs, which one of your primes you want to be involved in that in that contract for that area. Um, so I think that that's really, really interesting. And to me, that shows 
an indication of, of how this game will actually work as a blockchain game. Um, it also makes sense from a free-to-play component because Tom said free-to-play is going to be limited. Maybe that's a way that they limit what free-to-play players can do is they just can't interact with some of those, you know, smart track contracts or whatever that looks like for entering into a certain part of the game uh, until they buy an NFT, right? Mm -hmm. Tom was saying was you can have free to play, but everything is geared towards people need to, they want people to get the NFTs so that they can be more involved in the game, which by the way, that puts more buying pressure on, on those uh, prime eternals that are, are, are rare. So my quick thoughts, uh, by the way, if I saw you came off mute, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, um, really interesting. So um, when you talk about the maestros, right, they're not NFTs. Uh, they're basically everybody's going to be able to have access to these maestros. And the cool thing is it's free to play. And then they even said you'll be able to dress your maestros and those are going to be NFTs, right? Their skins, their clothes, their shoes, right? So yeah. I can see the limit of the, the play to, um, the, the rule of the play to earn or having an NFT is maybe the free player, the, the player that gets the free maestro, yeah, they'll still be able to get to earn NFTs. Maybe it'll just be strictly pertained to the maestro, but if they want to move on with the, the, the other game, they might want to get a, an Eternal or a Grunt, um, Gladiator, Challenger, etc. Mm -hmm. Even the pets too. I think the mm -hmm. pets will be a big draw. You know, can they come in, first of all, like you said, buy some gears, the social aspect kind of look fresh walking around Messina, you know, get into your character, you know, as an avatar um, and then buy the pets to play some of the, uh, some of those uh, mini games and some that I think will be very successful. Like you said, you know, like, like the other games that they've had, uh, you know, like the other games that Jam City has put out, put games like that, that are real compelling, even addictive inside of Messina and, and have the maestros you as a maestro playing them. Yeah, from my perspective, I think it's more about the the generation of of um, in game currency is where I think more of the the money is going to come from. I mean, the, the NFTs themselves obviously are going to have value, and people are going to want to be be purchasing them and, and trading them and whatever. But I think that the the fact that they're generating the in game currency and that's what people like the free to play people are going to come in and they're going to want to buy that that uh, prime currency you know, that, that we're generating as, as NFT holders. Right. So I think that's where the most of the money is going to be coming from. Like as a, as a holder is that we're going to be able to put up those tokens for sale to people who are coming into that don't have a, have an NFT. That's, I mean, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's right. And th there will be, so there's, there's some aspects of in-game currency that we got from the AMA too, a very big one. Um, but just to back up for one second, it's with the game being played as maestros, I think what's big and, and what I didn't see before is that if you become a maestro, that's a character that you can have that you can look at as more of an avatar of yourself, right? Especially if you can customize it and things like that and put the type of clothing on it. Because we can't really, if, if we want Avatar to look like us and represent us in, in this metaverse here, I think we can relate more to a maestro than uh, the Ilgra, a, a two-headed giant, right? And so when you look at other games that's been very popular, like, you know, the, the biggest game in the world where my children sit down here and play, I've seen them running around all the time playing Roblox, right? Bonzaga said the same thing. Um, 
if this game can make a drawing, I mean, even a, a fraction of what Roblox has done, but get people, even children, people that are new to gaming, wanting to make an avatar, make a maestro, make a character, and play some fun games, that's going to help us out. That's going to be, bring people to this metaverse and, and, and help us out as, as eternal, prime eternal holders. Yeah, I think I think the the battle, like the combat arena in the Coliseum, is just like a fraction of what we're what we can expect. I mean, that's just you know, this is all speculation, but the what based on Zerical's background, you know, he uh, worked which worked on Webkins and um, based on the the AMAs and things that that they've let us know, I think that the world is going to be like a, a stage of like mini games where people as maestros can come on. And they can play a bunch of mini games. They can use their pets for mini games. They can use their champions in the Coliseum. I think it's going to be like, like just a whole bunch of different mini games. And and who knows like how d the divinity and purity will play a role in that. Right, right. And when it comes to developing and building, it's like okay, if if you have the uh, the prime. And you have the ability to build and develop. And I think we'll get more into this in uh, uh, one of our subjects. But however, if, if you're building, then you can kind of build out that metaverse or your, your, part, your piece of land in that metaverse to change or cater to a certain game experience for the people that are coming in. So that's exciting. I, I, I think they do something like that in Sandbox. I, I know that. You know, even companies buy some space inside of Roblox Sandbox and, and kind of develop their own game or their own, uh, like, sort of attraction, right, for the people that are playing. Uh, my daughter shows me all the time, right, when she, she goes into maybe Barbie World or, or something like that, right, and, and Roblox, things like that. So uh, that's exciting. The, the, the potential there is endless. Um, I like the Maestro thing. Any other, any other thoughts on, on the Maestro, the gameplay, and, and how that works with, with the primes that we're holding? Yeah, I, I just wanted to, you know, make a point that it makes a lot of sense that they're going to have a non-NFT playable character, right, as your main avatar. Because we still got to remember, like, as us having primes, we're, for quite a while, going to be the only ones who have immortal NFTs, immortal characters, right? So if you're sitting there and you're saying you're going to have a someone who's after us as the initial investors into the game come in and have a a champion who is a, a a mortal champion run around and complete all your tasks and if that's your only nft that you've actually purchased you're playing with just one champion right and then you take them into a battle or you go into one of these other mini games where you have the potential to die and you die like it, it, if they don't have an actual avatar that is supposed to be you as the playable character and you lose that one nft like you're done you can't play the game anymore unless you buy another one right whereas having this maestro which is your 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 central you with the champions and your primes being your your base team of the way to interact with the game um you can continue to play even if you lose that one champion that you had you know, it, it gives you the opportunity to probably be out there in the game and grind stuff on top of being able to or being forced to be put in a situation where like you're going into the arena and you could lose your one NFT. 
It gives you the opportunity to get out there and earn the tokens to be able to possibly buy another NFT and build your your stable of of champions. Like I look at it as as a Pokemon game, right? Like when you play Pokemon, I played it since it came out on the Game Boy, right? And no matter what, you were you you came out and you were a character, and the the Pokemon were the ones that you did all of the activities with, other than interact with the world. So it's it's makes total sense that they went that route. Yeah, you just gave just, me a thought um, about about how that might work as far as character selection. So like if I'm a if I'm a free to play player and I come into the world, where does my character come from? Or you know, it's like I think I think that's where we, where we come into play as the NFT holders and the the people that are generating these characters you know breeding or or whatever you want to call it maybe that's the limit of what they can choose is what we make Uh yeah that would make total sense because otherwise you know um if if jam city is going to be out there just introducing champions for these free-to-play players that would essentially be causing an overbreeding problem that they've already said that they're they're taking every aspect into mind to not uh-huh. have happen, right? Like, if you yeah. were just like, oh, for every free-to-play player, here's a free grunt, like, how many how many of these NFTs or even non-NFT champions are going to be running around, and what? how does that drive anyone to want to purchase the champions that we've breeded? So, right. Yeah, so I imagine it being some kind of like a either like some kind of list or some kind of queue or something like just like on open sea or something where it's like, I, I take my two champions and I breed a, a, th- a new one. Now somebody can play as that champion. But if I didn't do that, you know, if nobody's breeding, then maybe the free to play people don't have a selection to choose from or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Well, I think, I think the, I think the, uh, the Maestro takes care of that. So free exactly. to play, it's like you, you choose your maestro, you choose your avatar, you're running around Messina, but without the NFTs, you can't do a lot, right? You might be able to communicate, um, run, in, run in and out of different places. Uh, but you don't have a Prime Eternal, you can't fight in the arena. Uh, if you don't have a pet, you can't play some of the mini games that, you know, will, in my opinion, become very popular. And, you know, you can't do a lot of other things, right? I'm sure you can, you can earn uh, some type of something as free to play but i'm sure it'll be limited and then i'm sure once you get more drawn into the metaverse you know the messina metaverse that you're going to want to um really dive into the social aspect of it right buy those skins uh buy buy the shoes really get into the world and and you know uh i don't know if a maestro can have some weapons maybe uh buy buy some cool weapons to stunt you know things like that so I think that's good. It, it it it's in line with how they said that the uh, the prime eternals were going to be the main draw of the game. If you think about you know in Roman times or in the movie The Gladiator, it's like the main thing that they were doing back then was going to the Colosseum and, and watching people fight it out. Like that's what the whole society did. And so, the primes will be the main draw, the main attraction, the feature of the whole metaverse. But as the um, the maestro. You can run around and do a lot of different things, right? So I like it. I like also, it a lot. I'm excited for that. That also goes right into the fact that Tom said that um, the free-to-play players are going to have uh, limited access to the game, right? Like their whole thing, draw 
into the game is going to be free to play. But until you get that NFT, you know, get your first champion, um, you're you're going to be limited on what you can do. And he specifically said that. So that that kind of draws right on the maestro as your main avatar and champions as your staple of utility. Right, right. And so we've seen games like Roblox, other games, a lot of other games, games that Jam City made also. They have this uh, in-game currency, in-game economics. Um, Jam City's been successful with it, which is another reason why I'm here. They've done it. They've been proven to, to, to have that in-game currency. Um, with this, and this is our third point. We're going through these four points. Our third point, really big alpha drop. Something really big in terms of a ways prime eternal holders can take advantage of an in-game currency. Some of the games have done it. Um, this is a benefit directly for us. And, uh, by the dip, I know you were, were very happy about this when you heard this and it was rumored, but it wasn't verified until this last AMA. We're going to be able to rent out our primes, uh, by the dip. What do you think that's going to do for our in-game and economy? And what could that mean for us as holders and early adopters? It's going to be huge because we're going to be able to scale very big, right? Like, um, let me explain how the Axie Scholar kind of works, right? So you create an account on Axie Infinity for the Scholar. Uh, you're gonna, you, you would choose the type of Axie you'd like to send to the Scholar program. And basically what it is, right? And, and they did this, they have a scholarship program in the Philippines, right? So people can't afford these Axies, right? But maybe they can afford to rent them. However, there's something which, it works through a sidechain Ronin, right? Ronin is the sidechain for Axie, sidechain on Ethereum blockchain. Um, so like, for instance, this Axie is earning so much um, coin a day. Well, what you're gonna do is you're gonna split that. First of all, you're gonna split that with the person that's renting it to you. And then you're also gonna occur, in a fee, uh, occur a fee for renting that Axie because without having that Axie, you're not gonna be able to earn that coin or any of the rewards of the game, right? Um, so that's kind of how it is uh, a scholarship program. Now, the main thing is it, it's really bullish guys. Cause guess what? Like once we scale to these millions of players, like, like say we, we reach a million players, we're going to have 0.007622 of the total supply of prime internals. That's how rare we're going to be. So imagine how much that written is going to go for. I'm not going to rent it to you for 10 bucks, dude. I'm not going to rent it to you. you. You know, you might pay three or four ETH just to rent it to me for a couple of days, for example, right? And then on top of that, you're going to split your Messina coin with me. And right. some of us have multiple primes, right? So we could put multiple primes on the market and rent them out and make money that way. It's just another revenue income, another economy-based thing that, that I love about the game. The thing that... The thing that it doesn't worry me because Champions Ascension is on it, is these scholarship programs for Axia run on Ronin, right? Ronin was just hacked for 600 million. Right. Right. That's why it's mm -hmm. very important that when they come out with the scholarship program, and if they decide to do a side chain to ETH or any other, or decide whatever L2 platform they're deciding, right? We're still waiting on that. I'm pretty sure they're going to make the best decision, the most security, because they've seen what happened with Axie and they don't want that happening with this. Right. Which I think it's, you know, it's, it becomes real when it actually happens. So I know that this team was thinking about it before, 
but now they've seen a game actually get hacked and them still these, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. So, yeah, I think that's one of the things we're also waiting for is to decide what, you know, what blockchain, even if it's a layer one, uh, we've seen Avalanche doing a lot of things in gaming, uh, other blockchains, or if it's a layer two on Ethereum, you know, I, again, that's their decision. I'm let them make the best one. Um, and also, so, so to that point, when it comes to renting scholarships, things like that, that's going to actually be built in the game uh, by, by Jam City. Yes. So with, with these other places like Axie, it's, it's made by third party, you know, where, where they take care of that economics, you know, and, and they kind of, you know, build that revenue for themselves. This one here, it's, it's going to be done by Jam City. I think that their interest in it is that they'll be getting the economics, however much that might be. But out of us renting our, our primes out, you know, to, to the people that want to play play with it. So yeah, they were very enthusiastic about having their own marketplace. And I and I think that's the biggest reason why, because I mean, you can go with another company, but I always tell somebody, no one's gonna take care of your company like you, right? So I, I kinda like how these guys are keeping it in house because and their main focus is security. Because that worries me too. What about other scholarship programs with other games, right? Now, this thing that happened with Ronin. Could this lead to any more hacks similar way? And if it is, you know, I'm I'm positive totally in my mind that Champions Ascension is um, focusing on that right now as we speak. They're probably focusing on that right now, right? Because the economy, the white paper, everything, that's just the biggest part. Once all this stuff comes out, then I guarantee you, you're going to see a lot of stuff roll out. We are rolling. Yep. Yeah, I just... Oh, sorry, go ahead. In. Oh, thanks, Bonzak. I appreciate you. Um, want to jump in because this is a great example right um and i think people have learned a lot of what not to do and i don't mean to throw shade at axie right like they're a front runner in this like they were the pioneers of all of this right but i think mm -hmm. as more games have come out they've figured out different and dare i say better ways of doing it um like i was talking with some champs uh you know after the ama where they were talking about uh Axie, I think is how you say it. Uh, it's the horse ra uh, racing one. Um, where that mm -hmm. is a where the developers have actually built it into the game itself. Um, whereas Axie is kind of running in this like almost third party individualistic sort of um, theme. And that puts a lot of pressure on those individuals to have to get all of the funds and make sure that they're billing people correctly and that they're sending tokens. There's also a lot of opportunity for people to get scammed. Um, so I'm really stoked that Tom, you know, he said directly, like, this is a major focus of this game, um, right? Is building it into the actual game itself, making sure that people can't get scammed. Um, you know, there is the, also the the benefit of Jam City caring for their own assets better, you know, as By the Dip said, than than a potentially a third party would. Um, I'm 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 really stoked on that. I like that it's going to be actually more controlled and and not so left open to whatever you know the goodwill of of people actually you know choosing to pay their scholars or not um one thing that uh that a couple of the scholars that a couple of the primes that i was chatting with brought up is that currently they're even with those inbuilt systems there really hasn't been a lot of focus put on a rating system for your scholar for whoever you know is renting your asset, do you actually have a rating system to see how are they doing? Did they actually complete what they were supposed to? What is their actual you know 
asset generation or, or, or income generation over a set period of time? And can those scholars actually get ranked so that those who are doing a great job can get better contracts, can make more money, and those who maybe lacking a little bit might fall a little bit farther down um, in the power rankings. I'm hoping that that's something that Jam City will implement um, because I think that there is a lot of need and utility in that. Right. Right, right. But yeah. Zaggy has something to add? Yeah, I was just um, kind of going back to the whole, you know, when, when, when stuff and, and talking about uh, the economy and, and what happened with the other uh, NFT um, company getting hacked and all that, um, you know, that's all, all that is about like the NFT world. And, um, you know, from my perspective, I, I can relate this to um, another game called New World that just came out by Amazon. And I was super bullish about that game. And, you know, was I, you know, was all, all on board with it and played it for a little while. But they just totally failed. And, and part of one of the big parts was their economy. Uh, their economy got hacked. People were able to just generate, you know, tons of tons of gold, and it it ruined the game. And um, you know, so they had to like freeze the economy, but then they still charged people rent for their houses. And um, and so, and part of that is that that's just like one part of why that game failed. But the biggest part that I can see is that they just released it too soon. And so when people are saying like, you know, when this and when that and putting pressure on the developers to like release a product that's not ready, um, it's just doing our, ourselves harm. And so I think that um, that's a good example to learn from is just it's, it's ready when it's ready. And if, it, if we don't get it when we want it, like it's probably a good reason, you know. Right. Do it right. Like there's no reason to, to, to rush it because some people are impatient and then have something catastrophic happen. Right, get it out the right way. This is a a, a great pot project. Everything looks good. The lore is great. You know they have a lot of really big supporters. You know, let's just do it right. Um, so yeah, one hundred percent agree. I'm not rushing to devs. It looks like uh, the roadmap is intact. And I'm gonna tell you guys right now, just between us and all of us listening, if we, I've seen, I've seen other roadmaps for other projects. I've seen some people maybe take a couple weeks, a month, two months, three months longer than what their original roadmap said. And I'm going to be honest with you all. If this happens in Champions Ascension, with people are asking when, when, and, and they have anxiety already while we're pretty much on target with the roadmap, if we go a few weeks behind, I'm buying the dip. I am going to buy the dip. And that's not, I believe in the long term vision. I believe in two years from now what this game is going to be. If, if we miss a roadmap, so, so be it. I, I, I'll be okay. So. And I, like, I'm in the construction industry, and one thing that is always a motto is, you know, it takes what it takes. You, you got people in the office always trying to push you, push you, push you, because that's how they make their money. That's how they get their bonuses, right? So you got to think there's investors that put into this game that they're probably pushing Jam City, and they're like, we want, we want our return on our investment, right? But uh, uh, a person who is good at their job will turn around and look at that person and be like, it takes what it takes to get a good product. Because believe me, I've seen people that come in and they just slap stuff in, and the people who have to come in behind them spend three times as long trying to fix what they've messed up compared to having just taken the extra time to put out a good product to begin with. 
Do it right. If you don't put out a good product to begin with, that is something that you then have to continually work on for the entirety of the product's lifespan. And all that does is it makes the people who actually are the owners of the product, which would be us as the players, pissed. Because you continually have something that's either out of service or goes down or needs to be fixed constantly. And I mean, the, a, a perfect example of something that this happened to recently would be Cyberpunk 2077, right? They pushed it back, and they pushed it back again, and then they released it, and they were just absolutely tore apart because the product they eventually put out was still not up to par, especially considering it was one of the very first games for this you know, brand new gen of xbox and playstation right they got mm -hmm. tore apart guys like we don't want champions ascension to be the next cyberpunk we don't need to be right. a laughing stock we, right. we all put our money in this we all invested in it so let's just be patient and wait for the product that we are anticipating to come out rather than you know hoping that we can play it faster that's exactly it yeah. all right What's guys we're playing something we'll Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm done. Well, I'm well, done. well I'm, we I'm might done. get even into this because there's the fourth and final thing that stuck out to us in the Prime Minds, and I'm sure everybody listening at home. Uh, we can't talk about Primes all day, but the major takeaway, one of the major takeaways, fourth and final, not the least, maybe one of the biggest takeaways I got from the AMA, was the guild conversation, a, a whole pod dedicated to, to the guilds and, and what we're doing how we're recruiting, how we want to work together, how we want to maybe work against each other. Um, we'll have that in the future. We're going to get everybody together. But for now, they dropped a ton of alpha on us about the guilds. I heard them say something about large-scale gameplay, large-scale uh, PvP, which to me I'm picturing like just a big-ass melee, you know, primes fighting primes, maybe in the, uh, in, in the arena or somewhere else. But then also large scale land building so getting together with your guild maybe securing up an area and and developing the land like uh we're a uh, construction corporation i don't know oh what do you guys see how do you envision that playing out what do you see coming of uh the really big feature of of guild gameplay um it's gonna be <laughs> i think it's gonna be good for everybody right um <clears throat> it's gonna bring a lot of us together and of course, you know, with all this, like the large scale building, I mean, there's got to be other stuff with that, right? Maybe there's, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like they were saying the guild tax, right? Like maybe everybody that's in a guild, like say, I don't know how many coins we're going to be earning per champion, right? But say, hey, each person in the guild will pay one Messina coin. Uh, so many, you know, once a month, I don't know, something like that, right? And that will be your tax contribution to the guild. And that tax goes to improvements of the houses. If you want to build a castle, if you want to build a guild fort, if you want to build a large scale building or whatever, um, you can do that, right? That's pretty cool. Right. I am super, super stoked about this. Um, I think, I mean, there was a lot of really good stuff in this AMA, but this like really, really jumped out to me um, because of that ability to for your guild to actually maybe 
maybe whoever wins that guild um, decides to build a monument to that victory, right? And they write all of the names of all the maestros and potentially the prime eternals or, or um, you know, grunts or primes, you know, whatever champion they're using um, on that monument. And that's now actually going to be a physical part of this universe where you could tell everybody, go look at the monument, go see, you know, what that, that guild did. And that, that builds notoriety for the player that builds notoriety for the guild. It, um, it also stills this, this competitive environment, which still should be fun, should be lighthearted, right? Um, yes, we're investing, but we are playing a game, right? Um, mm -hmm. But it can build this kind of, you know, between the guilds where you can have these repeated bouts, you know, almost like a, like a Stanley Cup sort of, or, you know, uh, um, like it to the super bowl oh my gosh forgot yeah, yeah. what that one was called <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that when you were talking about it yeah i like that i like i like every aspect of that uh who, who else has something yeah the, the only thing i wanted to say was that uh you know we're all prime prime eternals we're all prime holders we've been here from from the beginning and even if we're in different guilds like you know we have like three major guilds going on right now and um you know, there's going to be more in the future, and I just, I hope that we can all, you know, keep it in the family, and, and even through competition and, and, and trying to do each other up, uh, that we do it out of love, and that, uh, you know, we're all, we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah, until we're not. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, yeah. Everybody just love each other, right? Free love. And, and guys, I'll just put it out there right now. I have a big feeling Season two of Lore is going to come out. It's going to be something that brings all the houses together. That's my feeling right now. Like, the Titans are going to be awakened, right? And the Titans is where all the champions get their essences from, right? These guys are like the real gods of the game. And we're like their children. So I think something's going to come out to that point, And we're going to all have to work together eventually. Right. I love how they're they're taking the guilds that we're making in real time and putting that into the lore. Mm -hmm. So shout out to what's it, Ryder Ryan. Ryder shout Ryan. out to Ryder Ryan, man, just for being you know on top of it like that. You know, in, in the Discord, seeing what we're talking about, looking at the way we are all recruiting, and as you know, Death Gang is a little bit low key. First rule about Death Gang: we don't talk about Death Gang, but that's all. But you know, but we're good. But the way pe different people are, people are recruiting, you know, putting that into the lore, I, I think that's wonderful. And so, and we'll see. And, and as the game grows, maybe new guilds are going to pop up too, or maybe there'll be different alliances. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a big uh, power and political aspect to it. You know, the, the way people want to work together or work against each other. And so I'm excited for that potential. I I'm here for it. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on the AMA that he came out with the information that he came out with, right? Because, you know, obviously having the guilds in there and large scale battle stuff, like that stuff's going to be a blast as a gamer. Um, like I've played Marvel champions Ascension and that just reminds me very much like they have obviously all the one player games play, but then you have alliances and you get into, uh, Alliance quests and Alliance wars where your group of 30 goes against another group of 30, um, for the wars. And then in the, quests you're all working together to try and get to one end goal right so like all that type of stuff is going to be awesome but the thing that concerns me was when he was talking about um land you know because that for me personally like having the land 
generation token for the Messina token as a prime eternal holder and them telling us that we're going to be the only ones that have the opportunity. Um, unless they're going to be specifically setting aside some land for guilds to be to generate their own area on, um, that, that, that concerns me that that's going to be diluting the investment potential as I know I know not everybody's in it just for investment, but like that dilutes your your investment potential by taking away land. And yeah. if like you just said, there's going to be more guilds that come up in the future. So how big is this land going to be? Because um, if it's something that just anyone can buy, like that that takes away from the opportunity for us as primes to be able to hold that land individually and maybe in the future sell it. Or at the same time, like maybe we'll sell it to a guild, right? But you also have to take into consideration the fact that the guilds aren't just going to be prime holders. So we can't be expecting attacks or anything like that to come in the form of Messina tokens, because what's going to happen to these people who join down the line that possibly started as a free-to-play player? Are they the highest tier of champion they can get is an, is, is an Ascended champion who still don't generate Messina tokens, right? Like, yeah. for these well, guilds that's... to be able to buy land, they're going to need a Messina token or buy it from a, a prime holder to begin with. So, like... Yeah. Uh, to that point, I think even though, yeah, I, guilds will pop, new guilds will pop up, but the OGs that's been here since day one and that's forming the guilds now and, and, and getting with a certain group, uh, we're going to have the advantage moving forward. Right, because we have the primes, we'll be generating the Messina and developing the land first. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. one thing that has me hopeful about this whole discussion about land and and how and guilds and how it's all going to play out is that uh, Tom Tom was the, the speaker at the last AMA, and he worked on Shadowbane, which uh, which I mean, if you don't if you haven't played it, then it's basically an MMO where land and guilds was like the main point of the game. And so it's like, I remember in that game, there's, there's a guild called Deathhead Legion that basically ruined the game for a lot of other guilds because they just got so powerful that um, every other guild had to like become sub subservient to them and, um, and be under them in order to prevent their town from getting wiped out. And I mean, I remember being there, you know, in some of those battles where... Uh, they had this whole system where like this tree could protect your city and then like some like one guild could challenge the other guild and then um the tree would be disabled and then like the other guild would come in and just wipe them out and so w what my hope is is that he pr you know probably remembers that scenario and so i think he'll protect us from something like that happening in the champions ascension yeah or well, even others because honestly i think that will be one of the most the strong well the three will be the strongest guilds and we could probably wipe out other guilds that come after us. But we don't necessarily want to do that because we want people to play this game, right? We want them to come in and, and you know, and, and have a shot. Correct. At, and I think that's what this, uh, this scholarship is going to come in handy too, right? Because at the glorious 7622, hey, you want to earn Messina token, man. That's the only way you're going to earn it, right? If our guild, like say if a guild roughly had, like say if a guild has 5% of the total prime internal circulation, right? Um, you know, that's a big advantage, right? Even to counter some of these whales who have 500 plus primes, right? And, and that's the biggest thing of all these guilds. That's why these guilds, that's why we get into, like, together as guilds, right? To fight off the whales, to 
offset, make playing grounds a little bit more even. Right. That's it. Um, I like this discussion. And again, a lot of it is speculation, but that's why the prime minds get together so we can get the alpha and speculate and, and, and envision what this game is going to turn out to be. So that's why this is so fun. Um, anything else on Gills before we move on? We got one segment left. I think it would be nice right. if we could, uh, you know, invite some of the uh, other guild leaders to the show and just kind of pick their brains a bit. Oh, yes. Yeah, I would that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm talking to uh, the 5D Fenrir, mm -hmm. um, the, uh, the pack. They're doing a great yeah. job of recruiting. Uh, looks like they're training. They're playing other games, training, doing the battle mechanics. This is so funny. Battle mechanics was a big aspect of the AMA, but isn't it so funny? We barely even we didn't even touch on battle mechanics. That's how much alpha was in this AMA. We will get to that, uh, I'm sure, in another episode. And then uh, the Wardens of Messina, they're doing a great thing. They're trying to bring an alliance, bring people together. I can dig it. Um, and they're doing a great job recruiting as well. So, yeah, we're going to bring them in and have a great discussion for sure. And we do have a special guest next week, right, uh, King Dave? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's an <laughs> honor and a pleasure. I think by the dip pulled it off and we're going to have the one and only one and only Squiddy in our next podcast. Right. So that's going to be a great one. We're, we're going to talk to Squiddy. You know what? I, I, I asked him about his story one time. He wasn't able to get into it, but I want to know what makes my man tick. You know, I want to ask him about, you know, his ape, ape coin. Uh, how we got to Champions Ascension. So we're going to dive in. It's, it's going to be a good, great interview, long-form podcast, and uh, can't wait to get down with Squiddy next week. Yeah, and he's even going to give us some NFT education too. Right, right. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for that too, so we'll ask him about that. All right, guys, so that was the four points. Just a quick recap. Um, we talked about the four things that the Prime Minds really came out and stood out to us from the AMA. Uh, the first one was some insight on the purity and divinity. The second one was we are the maestros. That was a bomb that dropped on me. Um, the third one was the renting and scholarship in the game um, that we can take advantage of, uh, renting out the primes. And the fourth one was the guilds are going to be a big major feature, big scale guilds, big scale land, big, uh, land building and, and PVP. So we're excited for those things. I know there was a lot more. Again, there are some great write-ups uh, given, and so definitely uh, check those out. But now we are honored to have our first sponsor. We're going to run our sponsor announcement and then go into our final segment, which is primetime. Uh, run that sponsor commercial. Primetime is brought to you by Old Kark Whiskey. Whether you're celebrating a great arena victory or simply enjoying a night of Dorolk dice with your fellow primes, you deserve the best Messina has to offer. Old Kark Whiskey. Live like a champion. Drink like the Emperor. Okay, we are back. Uh, I hope that got you thirsty and ready to party in Messina. And so now our final segment, we are going to run the prime time where the prime minds get together. We pull up a prime eternal and we just go through it and see what type of advantages, maybe some disadvantages that 
it might have in Messina and it might have in the arena. So, uh, fellas, which one are we looking at today? It's a 74.38. And whose prime is this? It's a Grondel. It is a Grondel, 74.38. I'm going to pull it up on OpenSea. Real quick, I just feel like I need to, I need to say something to Bonzaga because you are seeing on the YouTube uh, was developed by Bonzaga in a week, which I am absolutely by. I'm amazed by. So I just want to give props to, to my man for developing this really freaking cool viewer. Um, that's all I have to say for right now. Yup. Props Thank Bonzaga. You. And just so everybody who's watching knows, um, he decided on his own to uh, implement a way to see visually what your purity is. So that uh, divine symbol flipped upside down is actually what's going to be the purity symbol for Gonzaga's cards. Gonzaga, before we get into it, talk about that and talk about uh, who can use it and, and, and how we can use what you are developing right now. Yeah, so this is actually a... Um... Prime Minds only version of this. Um, there's a there's another version which is just uh, like the you can only see one side of the the card, and then when you tap it, it'll turn around and you can see the other side. And so, I'm, I'm planning to make an app that uh, you can get on either Google Play or or the iOS App Store, and uh, I'm just damn prime trading started. cards. Yeah, just getting started on it, but it's it's. I'm trying to get it into um, public testing phase um, soon. It's just like I said, it just takes time. <laughs> right. Win that's, Gonzaga, that's win. <laughs> win white paper. Uh, Where's the roadmap? <laughs> I want in. Look, that's amazing, Bonzaga. Thanks for it. Look, Bonzaga masters a lot of these things. So shout out to Bonzaga. All right, and I'm gonna play the. I'm not looking at it now, but I'm gonna play the replay and, and take a look at all of that. So, champ seven four three eight. Whose champ is this? Is this one of ours? Uh, whose guy is this? Sorry, sure I'll, this I'll, is... I'll yeah, this is by the dips. Yeah, it is definitely yeah. my champion right here. Um, I don't know if you can see it. I'm looking at YouTube. I don't know if you've pulled it up yet. Um, it's a Grondel, and uh, one of my biggest things uh, from reading the lore that the Grondel is. One of the most fiercest champions there is, right? Right next to the Ilgra. Um, as you see, uh, I don't know if you can see him right now. Is it up right now, Benzaga? I see him, Death Essence. Okay. Yeah, it's up. Okay. So it's up, and you see that the, the metal arm, and I love this. Um, they said this was going to be like when they're younger, when the Grondles are younger, they're going to have a metal arm right here. And then as they progress and grow up, that, that tends to like shed off or something. Um, as we look at the stats, you see he's a divinity too. He has a clause, 4% half the trait. Core death, uh, his core essence is death. Um, his, another part of his divine, which he's a D2, his fangs, which remember, divines aren't passed down. And then he has a couple of commons, but honestly, um, this is one of my favorite champions, is a Grondel. I have quite a few, I have like four Grondels. But um, out of all of them, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm digging thing, it. The other thing they mentioned is that at an early age, you see that, that metal thing on his skull? Like, mm -hmm. you see how he's only got one horn, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they remove part of their brain so they don't feel any fear. Right. And so they're just like, 
He's I a fighter. Know. Yeah, there's like they don't feel any fear. They're just badass. The only thing that's sad with me is that Tom told me like these claws he has on his hand, I won't be able to use those. Like I feel like, hey man, I have these claws. These are cool. It reminds me of Wolverine. I should be able to use those in the battle. Yeah, I heard you ask that question. I was like, oh, he probably has a yeah. Rondo. It, it, at least, at least when it comes to blocking or defense, or you know, use them for something. But I do see you have the matching divine claws. So the D and D, this looks like I think by the dip, I think you're looking to take this guy into the arena. He looks like an offensive character. You got the D that matches the claws, and so I think that's going to be a, a fierce fighter, fierce competitor. And you know, and the tell. So what do you got? Uh, purity two. And the tail uh, matches as well. Yeah, yep, definitely. And and you know what, man? Like, oh. I have so many grondles. I don't know why, but I I just love the character. Sorry, all the all the properties say claws right now. That's a bug. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, yeah, they're, normally it's listed out like which uh, which properties highlighted and which ones um, matches the uh, house and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like a bug I have to fix. We're good, man. You'll get it in the next iteration. Bontaga, the man. And right, his cool. name, uh, my prime's name is War Machine, by the way. I named him already. Nice. <laughs> nice. Did you, by the dip, did you, uh, did you kind of snipe this one out or did you mint this one? H how did you come to acquiring this prime here? You sniped it, man. And the market has changed a little bit, right? But when I sniped it, man, that D2 for, I had it, I got it for 0. 0.5. Um, a 2 2. That's, come yeah, on. Yeah, 2 2 for that's, point that's a, there's a, there's a small percentage of two twos. That's for damn sure. And I was just like, hey, man, like, I got to snipe this because literally every day, and, I, and I'm sure, especially at the beginning when people had a lot of people had paper hands, right? I was just looking at all the deals that would be tossed out and it's like, hey, man, I'm going to eat. Yep. There it is. Yep, guys. So we're in the primetime segment. Do we have uh, anyone else or any suggestions of another one? Or what are yeah, we looking 433 like? Yeah, from um, Blitz. 433 is up. Blitz, my man. I know Blitz is uh, representing the Wardens, correct? Dang, a P3. Blitz representing them? That's correct. Uh-oh. What have we got here? A P3, huh? Blitz going to hit us with some magic right now. Mm. Man, and I know P3s, there's, there's very few P3s from what I understand. We have the, we have the numbers, the stats on that? I'm so jealous. Mm. No, but the, the claws are definitely the divine claws <laughs> match the essence, so that's gonna be that's gonna be big right there. This would be a great person to take into the into the arena as well. That's a really freaking cool gatekeeper. I freaking love the gatekeepers. I think they look so cool. And I, I personally love the wings. Death essence ones look so oh, yeah. cool. And those wings are dope. That's a dope. that's a good looking prime right there. P1, P3. Wow, that's going to be a nice breeder right there. Yeah, I really like the big Death Essence wings. I've been even just looking for someone with, and I know that that's the common wing, correct? And I've been just been looking for those wings because I can picture her looking very fresh, right? If we're walking around, if we can use our PE to walk around Messina or do some of those adventures, she's just going to look very fresh with those big-ass wings wrapped around her, you know? And yeah, I think that the uh, the gatekeeper, I noticed because they look so cool, kind of ninja-like, kind of stoic, you know, um, like a fierce battler. They they kind of go for a premium, 
these gatekeepers, even yeah. a regular gatekeeper, if they hit the floor or, you know, the floor for a certain type of traits, you know, based on divinities and purities, uh, they go pretty quickly. One of the most popular ones, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see, again, we have the claws, death matching the essence, which is, you know, the divine claws matching the essence, which we know, we've heard, it's been verified, that's going to have a boost in the arena. You know, yep, I I'm digging this one a lot. And I say yeah. a little bit of alpha here. When it comes to sniping, I have found, and I have a lot of the 1D, 3Ps, I have found that to be some of the best deals out here, 1D, 3P. Sometimes I just search as 1,3DP and pick those up. Yeah, especially right now. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of D1s for point four. Right. Get those. If you can get the ones that match, even better. But even and this is not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Right. Guys, anything else on the prime time? What are we thinking? I'm loving both of these. I like this one a lot. That just looking at something like this just makes me even more disappointed when he said all of your traits are gonna have no effect in like especially the arena, right? Because like those claws look badass. And those wings, like you guys said, those wings with the freaking all the points and the talons at the end of them just looks like something that you would just want to do a wing sweep and fuck someone up with your <laughs> the end of the wings, you know what I mean? And that's just, I'm disappointed that's not a possibility now. Right. Yeah, some of this stuff is visual, right? Well, you they, know? I, I thought that the uh, based on the, the thing you got, that was the ability that you got, or maybe I was mistaken. Mm. I was talking more about just like, it's specifically like these talon wings, um, oh, how they right. have talons at the very end like that looks like something that could be deadly in and of itself and now we get no utility for that so i think they will separate it based on the essence because i remember in the ama uh maybe a, a couple amas back they said that you know for instance if you had a death essence tail it might give you a poison right it wasn't specifically and it's not not down in the white paper you know it might give you a poison as opposed to to something else like a slice or some type of impact. So maybe visually, but maybe not, maybe just visually functional, but maybe not, you know, actually useful as using the wings to stab somebody. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And the good thing is that this game is still in development. And guys, everybody who's listening, me, I'm going to put a suggestion because CA Discord has game suggestions, right? Like, hey, I want to be able to use my claws these talons i want to be able to use some of these special features on my champion and i think it should be used yeah i'll support that all right so everybody champions everybody listening at home us here the prime minds everybody that rolls with us uh everybody that's bullish and and long-term hodler on this game i think this is the wrap of episode two uh like we just announced Next week, Saturday, for episode three, we're going to have the one and only Squiddy grace us with his presence. We're going to get into his story, get into uh, a little bit of a preview of his NFT education, and just see, you know, what, what makes the homie Squiddy tick. Um, Bonzaga, any final words? How you're feeling about the AMA? Uh, how you feeling moving forward? Sum it up for us. What are you thinking? I'm 100% bullish. I'm... I believe in this project with everything that, uh, you know, every, everything I can do, I'm trying to do. And, uh, 
and I think it's otherwise I wouldn't do that. Right. My spidey senses are tingling too. Vita G, how you feeling? Just hyped, man. That that AMA, that was the best AMA we have had since the mint. Um, and it just instilled confidence, right? Um, that we're in good hands, that this game is going to be dope when it comes out. Um so thank you everyone for joining us this morning and uh yeah let's keep uh, let's keep the hype alive that's it yeah and you're right the ama was so big i think we co covered barely half of it but you know we don't have all the time in the world you know if if it if it intrigued the minds of the prime minds i i, I bet you a lot of people were thinking uh the same way z making what are you thinking how are you feeling um it's you know this is always a great day part of my weekend comes Spend it with you guys, talk some prime. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to what we have coming up. I'm really pumped about. Um, they said they're going to be talking tokenomics in the next AMA, so really looking forward to it. And you know, we're going to have a lot to talk about after that one, man. Ooh, I can't wait for that one. By the dip, leave us with some uh, words of wisdom. What you got? Um, yeah, still very bullish. You know, always by the dip. This is not financial advice. <laughs> we are here for your entertainment. We are here for your speculation, right? We're just as excited as everybody here. And um, I, we're going to have great times ahead of us. I'm excited for next week. We got Squiddy. We got staking news. So LFG. Yep. Yeah. By the dip, his name itself is not financial advice. It's just a name. It's just a name they gave him. So that's it. This was episode two. As always, prime minds think alike. We will see you all.